0: What? <tries>
1: All right, guys, this is that time again to get a the ring with the greatest faction in podcast history, just freaking wrestling, the JFW podcast, hosted by Travis Stewart.
2: and I am the amazing turtle. Cowabunga, everybody.
1: Yeah. Look at you just you just falling right into it now, man. It's like a groove you created.
2: Well, I don't want to have all of these, you know, names and specials, you know, like you called me out on uh Roundtable last week. Don't think I didn't listen to that,
1: <laughs> right? Right, that's what I. That's what I do, man. Try to see, just passively aggressively, just says shit on a podcast instead of doing it, uh, you know, in person. <laughs> but I am here with the amazing turtle, Nubby, as I, uh, um, you know, know him. Uh, but you guys, you know, you know him as however you want. It's all up to you. Um, Dally should hopefully maybe be back, uh, next week, and, uh, Steve may pop in at some point today, I don't know, but in the meantime, I am here with Nubby, we're gonna talk about, uh, Clash at the Castle, that happened this past weekend, uh, as well as go over, uh, SCW's, uh, Labor of Perseverance, is that what it was? Yep. Yeah. You got yeah. it. Labor. And, um. Uh, Whatever you got, whatever shows, uh, you, I don't know if you had anything else that you wanted to cover uh, tonight as well. Well, we got a couple of things. Yeah. yeah. Big show at Rocket Pro Wrestling this upcoming weekend. Awesome. Awesome. We'll, we'll dive into, obviously, talking about wrestling. But before we do, I got to remind all you guys that this episode of Just Freaking Wrestling is brought to you by CarterComics.com. If you're just like me and a huge fan of uh, collecting things, uh, for me, it's Funko's. But maybe for you as comic books and you're trying to find that one-stop shop for all your comic needs, CarterComics.com is the best place for you to go. Just go to CarterComics.com, sign up for the Carter Comic Club, fill your card up with all their amazing comics, whether it be graded or raw, they have them all there right for you. And then at the uh, checkout, use the discount code FREAKNET, that's F-R-E-A-K-N-E-T. You'll save 10% on your entire order of comics. That's right. 10% on your entire order. And I call it a discount code, not a promo code, because this is a discount code you could use over and over and over again. So, CarterComics.com has thousands of comic titles. They just don't happen to all be on their site yet. You know, they just constantly get more in, constantly more go up. So, if you happen to go on, um, let's say, this week, and you don't see a comic you want, but if you check next week, it might be there, you can use discount code once again. And if you're not a big fan of just buying comics outright, you like the challenge and you like bidding, like, uh, let's say, on eBay, they do have four different uh, eBay accounts. So you could, uh browse through as well, and they're all listed on their main page at CarterComics.com. Go today, fill your card up, use the discount code FREAKNET, F-R-E-A-K-N-E-T, save 10% today, CarterComics.com. It's going to be your new comic world. Smooth, Perfect, isn't it? God, I'm Perfect. so fucking good at that. Uh, I'm a little scatterbrained, Nubby. Um a little scatterbrained. It's a little, all good. I'm a little scatterbrained. Um kinda kinda like when uh kind of like when somebody uh tries to call you out at a, at a wrestling show for being on your phone. It's like just <laughs> out of fucking nowhere. A little bit like that. Um okay. but uh I want to thank everybody uh if I haven't had a chance to yet i want to thank all of you guys for uh your your responses to the Ivan Manson interview that i uh, I did um not too long ago uh, a lot of positive uh responses to it and uh a lot of people are excited to hear the part two of it uh if I haven't mentioned to you guys when that's going to be uh part two is gonna happen sometime in December of this year following his uh final match, his final uh, goodbyes and everything, and uh, I'm still in touch with Ivan uh, almost on a daily basis, or every other day at least, and uh, we we haven't nailed down a date yet, but it is coming in December, um, so I know you guys are excited for that. This week I was supposed to interview uh, Mike Nolan, uh, you guys know him as Acid, I know him as my cousin. Um, Schedule conflict, so it's still going to happen, it just won't be this week. But uh I've been in touch with Mike and uh we're going to plan that hopefully here in the future as well. So as I mentioned, we're gonna do more interviews here on JFW as well as what uh we're doing here uh weekly, uh kinda of talking about wrestling, both the guys and Independent. So we do appreciate you guys tuning in and listening to us. Uh especially I do appreciate uh Nubby being here with me and falling into this new role that uh he uh That he has, so. Nubby. if I haven't said it, I do appreciate everything you're doing here, uh, helping me out as far as sharing these shows on social media, as well as bringing all the knowledge and stuff to independent wrestling that I haven't had a chance to, uh, collect myself, so. Um. Good to be here. I appreciate that, I appreciate that. So, um, all right, that's enough being nice. I don't need to, you know, kiss your ass the whole time. (laughs) Just, Just enough, just enough to keep you here. Uh. Clash of the Castle, uh, Saturday afternoon. Uh, give me, give me your overall feedback on it before we run through the results. How did you feel about the pay per view? This is what the first time in 30 years that they did a, uh, pay per view out in England.
2: Yeah, I believe, uh, like the main pay per view they did out there was, uh, the SummerSlam. Am I correct?
1: Yeah, yeah, Wimbledon.
2: Yeah. yeah. Uh, was it? Bret Hart and British Bulldog? Yep.
1: Yep, and uh I think brahar was actually uh in attendance at uh Clash of the Champions this past weekend.
2: You mean I clashed at the castle? Whatever.
3: <laughs> um
2: yeah. well Yeah I I'm gonna be honest with you. Mm-hmm. And you're gonna ring my ass for it again. I did not watch it, but I oh, browsed yeah. browsed through some of the highlights. Um and based on what i've read it was a solid show and i'm happy that there's a lot more positive now as to negative in the past so i think we're on the right track when it comes to wwe programming thanks to the new regime
1: yeah uh for the for the true wrestling fan you can tell a difference and the, uh, the product that Diddy is putting out since Vince McMahon's retirement and, uh, Stephanie McMahon and Triple H and everything kind of, uh, taking over. Obviously we've seen a lot of returns and everything. Uh, Johnny Gargano, I don't know if we had a chance to mention that. I think we did a little bit on the night he did return. Um but also we saw Braun Strowman return, uh, this past Monday on Raw. Uh no returns uh as far as at the pay-per-view we did see Tyson Fury in the audience which he recently had uh some kind of working um agreement with WWE uh a couple years back I think it was like around the mm-hmm. pandemic but no no big returns uh we did see uh Bailey's team uh collectively in a uh, six man tag match obviously taking on Bianca and uh Alexa, Alexa Bliss and Oscar uh, and they picked up the victory against them, which was pretty cool to see, uh, see how they work together as a team. I think they officially call them, the, they're calling themselves Damage Control, which is, I think is a fitting tag team, uh, name for the gimmick that they're, uh, creating. Uh, this whole, uh, women's group who is trying to fix the women's division that has supposedly fallen apart since Bailey's been gone. I mean, she might not be wrong.
2: I do like the name. Pretty original. Mm-hmm. They're not calling themselves like deadly women or, you know, that was, I like the name. Yeah. Uh, that, yeah.
1: It's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I think one of the things was cool and I was going to save it and I totally forgot to, but I saw a post on, uh, it's one of the wrestling uh, pages that I follow and they were talking about what producers worked on what matches, uh, at the pay per view. And one of the cool, well, I think one of my, my favorite matches of the whole show was Gunther taking on Seamus for the IC title. Uh, we saw a return of Imperium as a group. Uh, but Abyss was actually the producer of that show, of that match. And I thought that was pretty cool because you don't hear too much about Abyss since oh. he left Impact and came over to WWE. E. I'm still hoping that one day Abyss makes like a Royal Rumble appearance. That'd be I nice. Think that, I think that'd been pretty cool to see if it, if it ever happens to be awesome. If not, uh, I know he kind of gets appointed like the big man matches and I think he crushes it every time. Um, I think, uh, Michael Hayes obviously got the main event with Roman and Drew. I think Jamie Noble did, uh, the Riddle Rollins match. Uh, Jason Jordan did the uh, Liv Morgan Baszler match, um, and, and they all crushed it. I think overall the matches, all the matches were good. We saw Gunther retain his uh, title against Sheamus. Um, we saw uh, Rollins pick up the victory against Riddle, which that was kind of a surprise to me. Um, uh, I think that was the only one we both collectively got wrong because I didn't realize it, but we all we picked the same ones for every match, uh, so we both won. So we both took a victory on that. Steve got one one right. Yeah. And uh Dally never gave me hers. So uh um Six Woman Tag we mentioned, uh Bailey, uh and EO Sky and Dakota Kai all won, Which I also found out in that, which I thought was pretty cool because I don't think Vince McMahon ever would have done this, which is a small difference you may notice uh since Vince has left. But Michael Cole mentioned that, uh, Eo Sky, along with her sister, Mia Shirai, and Asuka were, a uh, a, a triple tag, known as like Three Tails or something like that, uh, in, uh, New Japan, or in the Japan wrestling, uh, companies. Uh, so they threw that fact out during the show, which I thought was pretty cool. Cause you know, you wouldn't see that with, uh, the Superman and everything because uh. you don't want to acknowledge that shit. Right. Uh, Cause it didn't happen. Today. Uh, Liv Morgan retained her title against Baszler, and obviously Roman Reigns retained uh, his uh, title against uh, Drew McIntyre. So, uh, we don't got to spend too much time on it because uh, you didn't watch it. How do
2: you you feel about
1: Dominic and his recent actions? That's right. They did have that tag team match they added. Uh, You know what? I... It was expected I think. I think everyone saw kinda of leaning that way. Um The 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 stuff on Monday night raw was a little goofy with Ripley's like you know, implying that uh she hooked up with Dominic by making him a man. Um I think that's I mean I think it is an interpretation thing. Like you think if you go straight up to Ripley like, Oh, so you hooked up with Dominic, it's like well why would you assume that? kind of thing. It's an interpretation thing. But I think everyone assumes that when you say I made him a man, you fucking hooked up with Dominic. Um, I mean, I'm fine with that. It's a little weird. But um, I think it's kind of cool how they added to Judgment Day. And I'm hoping that they continue to add to Judgment Day. I hope they bring more, you know, people into it. Uh, especially a lot of rumors and stuff going on with people wanting to leave AEW. Like, I think I read that Bobby Fish is gone from there. Um, I think Alistair Black is requesting his release from there. Mm. <laughs> um, I think, uh, or Malachi Black, however you want to refer to him, but Alistair Black would be great for judgment day. Uh, oh, buddy yeah. Murphy, I think would be great for uh judgment day. Uh, and I love, I love Murphy. I think Murphy, Murphy is one of my favorite guys to, uh, come out of the Cruiserweight, you know, two five live. um, and, you know, they're still bringing guys back. There's, st- I mean, like I said, we just saw Braun Strowman come back on Monday. Uh, still no word on the Fiend. I think Fiend is still the biggest one. People are trying to see where he's gonna be, what's gonna happen with him. Um, but I'm excited for these returns. I'm excited to bringing guys back who, even if they left in NXT, that they're showing up on Raw or SmackDown. And I think, uh, Gargano is supposed to debut next Monday. So I'm pretty excited for that. But, Judgment, I'm happy with Judgment Day. Like I said, WDE has lacked a big faction on the main roster for quite some time. Uh, I know they tried it. It doesn't really, like, stick. It doesn't, like, really pan out. I know they had uh Seth Rollins' whole Monday Night Messiah thing. Uh, theory was a part of that, but that was brief. He had Murphy, which was awesome, but it wasn't anything more than Rollins and Murphy and a little bit of Theory being there and shit like that. So to form a group. Awesome. I think they just need to continue on to it. Adding Dominic was going to be awesome because it's going to add to Edge and Mysterio's story with him. Uh, but they just need more people. They just need to, they just need to go. You know, give me another Ministry of Darkness. Fuck it. Hell yeah. I'll take that. But I also think they need to, they need to, um, they need a definitive leader as well. Because I don't think Balor is decided as the leader. I think he's just a member. I think right. they need a definitive leader to it, so you know we'll see if they go down that path.
2: I mean, I could see the uh, Bray Wyatt being the leader for sure.
1: Yeah, but I don't want him to come back as the fiend. I want I want old right. Bray Wyatt back. I would love old Bray Wyatt. Yeah. Right. 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 Right.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um. They, uh, they also had, uh, the NXT pay-per-view, uh, over the weekend. Worlds Collide. Uh, I caught a little bit of that and catch the whole thing. That was a pretty cool, uh, pay-per-view as well because they are unifying a lot of the, uh, titles. Uh, saw pretty deadly, uh, unified the tag team championships and that fatal four-way elimination match or fatal four-way tag team elimination match. I think Mandy Rose won the triple threat match. I can't quite remember. I could easily look it up. I don't want to at this point. I'd rather people correct me as they listen to the show. I don't know who won between Braun and Tyler Bates. Um, but unifying these, uh, these belts and everything were pretty cool. Ricochet's, uh, match against uh, Carmelo was pretty awesome. Um, I mean, I love Ricochet, and I think that he puts on a great match with whoever he does. I think his biggest problem is he's kind of like... What people used to say Dolph Ziggler's issue was, is that uh he bumped too good. Like, he looks like when he got beat up, he just got the shit kicked out of him. That's kind of like what always held him down. I never quite understood that, but I heard that was like some speculation on why his career never, like, escalated. Because he always, like, he, he, he looked like... He made it look good to get beat, um, but Ricochet is kind of like in the same boat, but at the same time, Ricochet has the ability to be a Rey Mysterio, a top guy as a champion. Um, I don't know if I ever see him as an undisputed, universal duty champion or whatever, but, you know, a long run with the United States title, or even the North American title, because I think we're getting to that point where the North American title could be equivalent to the U.S. title or the Intercontinental title. Um, so we'll see. I We don't, we don't know if Ricochet is permanent in NXT or if it was just a one shot to give Carmella a different, uh, wrestler or whatever. But, uh, World's Clyde, uh, from what I saw was a good pay-per-view. Um, so I definitely recommend checking that one out as well as, uh, Clash, Clash
3: of the Castle with yeah, it. So. Perfect. Yeah, yeah,
1: but not not too much else happening in Western. I mean, there's other things happening between AEW, CM Punk doing some kind of post.
2: Uh, so much going on with that bullshit. <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah, I thought I heard. I thought I heard someone breaking into my house. Ooh, live. <laughs> Only on the park.
2: <laughs> give me one second on. Huh? All right.
3: I think he's just still waking up from his nap. I think he's hearing things. As he's looking out the door. False alarm.
2: It's all in his head.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, if they're in here,
2: they're hiding, so. Anyway. They don't want to interrupt the the podcast. Yeah, so they'll
1: they'll wait till I'm done to fucking kill me perfect. (laughs) So, um... Yeah, uh... Do you know anything that's going on with the CM Punk thing? I just read that he did an interview or a post-match thing, but I didn't read much uh, more into it than that. Um, so reports were that during his
2: post-match conference, whatever the fuck, um... Apparently, Cole Cabana was brought up, and it, it, I'm not sure if you know the history between those two. Once best friends,
1: now mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. they
2: hate each other because of the lawsuit that was going on, whatever.
1: Cole yeah, that was, uh, that was the, uh, so CM Punk uh, was on Cole Cabana's uh, podcast talking about yeah. his relief from day and I think what happened was that, uh, CM Punk said so much shit against the, uh, trainers at WWE that they sued both of them. Right. CM Punk offered to pay for coca uh, legal, uh, fees and everything, and then he never did. At least that's what the story was. I think that's what most was, and then Cocabana Connor countersued Punk because Punk promised to do it, and he didn't. Right.
2: If I remember correctly. Uh, uh, I mean, it's a whole mess. But, um, so it was, the name was brought up, but I'm seeing different sides of it. I saw, I saw, like, read some shit about it saying someone at the press conference brought it up, but I saw a video clip of Punk calling somebody out that he knew in the, um, a journalist or whatever, and... He mentioned the the dude mentioned uh Colcabana's shoot name. Yeah. Scott, whatever the fuck. Um and then Punk just went on a tirade about it. So it, it sounds like Punk kinda just saw that as an opportunity to bitch about personal grievances because now and then there was rumors about the young bucks going spreading rumors that Punk got Cole Cabana fired, so there was that was part of the reason for the altercation, and then Ace Steel got involved, because he's Punk's best friend, and Kenny Omega got involved, apparently Ace Steel bit his face or ear or something, what it sounds like is what I called a while ago. It seemed like a great idea for Punk to come to AW. Yeah. Yeah. And debut in Chicago. Cool. It gives the Chicago fans some hope, you know? I get yep. it. But, Punk has that reputation of being a piece of shit. You've heard the stories. Oh yeah. From multiple people. Even his own brother. Yep. Um. So I said it could be a good thing, but with his past and and his mind hasn't changed, it's going to be a toxic locker room. And what do you know? Almost a year later, it's a toxic fucking place to work now. And it's yeah. because of Punk. Now, I don't we can't just speculate if if Punk's the prick in this situation. We can only go by what we see, but we also know people—the people that have been around him—and mm-hmm. he, he's known to be in a piece of shit. So he could have started this shit. Yeah. There's no telling. We weren't there. And you can't always believe the dirt sheets, but
1: it's—it sounds—it uh, sounds very similar to what that was said about like Hulk Hogan when he went to WCW. He like made a really big name for himself at what, excuse me, at one company just to go to another company and think, listen, you guys are all here. That's awesome. We got to keep in mind, I'm CM fucking punk. You know, and maybe he doesn't mean to come off that way sometimes, but I met a lot of wrestlers from the nineties. Not all of them have an ego on them, but. The few I met do. Um, I don't want to name any names because I would like to get more people on this podcast. But um, I mean, even even like the early two thousands, like there's always, especially for me. I I think I, I consider myself more of an outsider to the wrestling business than actually being in it. Uh regardless of my jokes about my time at the training school and everything and just the work I did at Elite Pro or even at SCW, I still consider myself like an outsider guy. Um, other than going to, like, the SCW schools, I don't really <clears throat> interact with people unless, like, I say, hey, you want to do an interview, shit like that. So I meet either really cool fucking people who are like, wow, you're nothing like you're fucking character you're an actually pretty cool dude to talk to and get along with or wow you're nothing like your character you're kind of a piece of shit and you treat me as such Uh, and I've met both you know and and Mm -hmm. it's it just sucks knowing that you know you got guys who like are in AEW the Young Bucks Kenny Omega people like that who are establishing AEW as the next level of wrestling and then you get someone like CM Punk who comes in and is like, I'm going to do what I want, I'm going to say what I want, whatever, and just kind of, like, makes it difficult for the guys who run the show. Because you got to keep in mind, Young Bucks, I mean, they're still technically executives of AEW, you know? Yep. And I don't know, I think I saw Tony Khan saying something about, like, you know, it, it, like, it was all a work, but I think that's just him trying to cover for something because it makes no fucking sense, but... Um, I I like okay. So
2: there is a small possibility that yes, this all could be a fucking work. Because
1: oh, it could be, it, okay. and and it would what, be smart. What what I said about Alan could be a could be a fucking work, but we know that ain't true. Right. I mean, anything I mean, could be a fucking work, but it's just like when you, when you, I mean, you you would know. You know a thousand times better than I do. You're able to tell what's a work and what's not. I mean, I could get a general idea, but you being in the business, as long as you have, being around as many people as you have, you can kind of fucking tell, like, that's definitely not, that's that's more of a Phil Brooks, not a CM Punk.
2: Right. I mean, yeah. sometimes it's hard to tell at times, because there's times where I can literally smell a work a mile away, kind of like the whole thing with Chris Rock and Will Smith, biggest fucking working uh, drama right now. But um, it, it's really hard to tell if it is a work because we yeah. know how Phil is in real life, just based yeah. on what we've heard.
1: Yeah, and, and I've, I've read. I don't know if you had a chance to read the LWF book.
2: No, nah, but I've heard I've heard stories and yeah. stuff from it. So yeah, I,
1: I bought the I bought the uh, digital copy of it, and I was I, I was reading through it and I think, mostly because I just wanted to read more about my cousin's uh, career, and he's in it a, a lot. Um, but so is CM Punk, and it talks about, you know, how, you know, his attitude was and everything, and there was actually, I think there was a part in it that, uh, it was because of him that my cousin didn't get a, 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 a win for the title, like, he thought that Mike wasn't ready for it or some shit, but apparently he did that shit all the time because he wanted to be the guy, like, he wanted to be the top guy. He's like, oh, no, we could, you know, we could work this out, we could, you know, we could push this for months and months and months or whatever like that. And Billy Wagner says like we don't need to like, Acid's ready. Uh, Punk didn't want to, you know that creative control shit, which I know isn't really a thing in you know in independent wrestling. There's no contractual creative control or whatever. But yeah, no, you could you're in independent wrestling. There's no you're not contracted. You take your ball and fucking go home. You know, Mm -hmm. ruin ruin it for everyone else and shit. And that book kind of paints a picture of how CM Punk was, you know and. I said, I, there was a moment like where I, I would have loved to have gone up to him at C2E2 and tell him like, hey, you know, I like, used to wrestle my cousin. I saw you wrestle, you know, at the, at the back end of like, you know, like LWF and everything before you went to Dodgy and all this other shit. I just didn't want to because I didn't want to meet the guy that I assume he really is. I'd rather see him as the guy who I think he is, you know, and. Right. Yeah, you know, and I know that he'll put on a you know, a good face and everything for, like if I just went to say, Hey, can I get your autograph, I love your wrestling, thanks, kid blah, blah, blah whatever. But I know as soon as I mention LWF, he's not gonna wanna talk about that. As soon as I mention fucking acid, he's not gonna give a shit about that. Like, I can tell him like everything that I'd be excited about, but you know he wouldn't give a shit about. Right. And I don't wanna fucking have to sit there and meet somebody like that. I mean
2: Okay, I'm not we're not around we were not around during the hit Personally, we're not there no. to see what happened. Yeah, we know a lot of people and we trust them, so we yeah. can take them by their word. But at the same time, there's just that part of me that, as the wrestling fan, mm-hmm. I look past that shit, yeah. and I do enjoy his work on TV. He yeah. surprised the shit out of me when he returned against, ah, um, oh, Darby's name, Darby Allen, yeah, yeah. yeah, and. I didn't think he could do it being gone for so long and then losing that momentum when he got his ass beat in UFC twice. Yep. And I, but he surprised me and I was glad to see him perform in the ring. But as for Phil, at this point, Phil can go suck an egg, you know?
1: I mean, yeah. whatever. It is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um so, I think we'll see more, uh, outcomes from AEW as it goes forward. I, I think people are more and more looking for the way possibly back to day to E under Triple H. So, we'll see who resigns, who doesn't. Like I said, uh, Malachi Black it has been rumored that he's looking for his release, which that'd be a big surprise, but there's also speculation that he's just asking for his release, not only because first off, he, he's not a big fan of the creative that his character is going under at AEW, but it's not saying that he wants to leave to go back to DDE. He wants to leave because he wants time off because of, sh- excuse me, of shit going on in his life. So. Right. Just because he leaves AEW doesn't mean he's going to Dutty. But we see a lot of returns happening at Dutty that would just speculate that. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, in the next year or so, Undisputed Era is back on fucking Dutty. Adam Cole. Oh, yeah. O'Reilly. Fish. Uh. Roger Strong's still there. I just, I see it as like, I think they'll end up coming back and they'll go on to the main roster and shit because they're going to be under the control of Triple H, not Vince McMahon who wants to change Adam Cole's name to something else because Michael Cole's already fucking there.
2: So. There were so many, like, double names back in the day. So what the fuck? Just yeah. deal with it. Right.
1: Steve Austin, Steve Blackman. Right. Yeah. But let's talk about independent wrestling, because we got oh, some stuff to cover. Oh,
2: we definitely do. Um I think, say, from here on out, when it comes to SCW, since SCW is kind of our home for mm-hmm. JFW, in a way, why don't we save them for the main event, as I'm, always, no matter what? I'm good with that. SCW <laughs> is a topic. They are the main event of JFW.
1: I'm good with that. Alright. It's the least we could do for
2: them. And they put on one hell of a show, let me tell you. Oh, I they did. Her-
1: Her sure was a great show.
2: Um, let's see. Where do I want to start? Ah, huh, here's a good one. I have some POW results. Yay. Now I'm going, now I'm going to keep in mind here. These are probably the quickest results you'll ever hear on this podcast. Ever. (laughs) And it's just Paul. It's Paul. So, Paul results are as follows. Fuck Paul. Paul sucks. Chris Hedford is a bitch. Referee Brian Allen is a hoe. Fuck Paul. Thank you. (laughs) Oh, and see you at WrestleTopia, bitches. (laughs) And that's all I got for Powell.
1: Part of of me, because WrestleTopia is next week. Right. Um, As we're recording this, it is next week on the 17th. Part of me really wants to try to get Jimmy Blaze onto this podcast before next week. Well, not before next week, but before the show next week. I would like to get him on next week's show. Like, part part of me would love to do. you know what, I'm going to message him, just to see what the fuck would happen, because I mean, like, I want to, I don't want to be totally unbiased, I mean, they did, you know, jump you guys at the school on a Sunday during a high voltage show, so I feel like he kind of owes me an apology for that. But we heard so much from the SCW side. Maybe, maybe we should hear some pow stuff. So let me let me see if, uh. Well, first I gotta find them because I don't think we're friends on Facebook. But while I'm doing this, um, Rocket Pro, is that the next one? Um, well, I'm gonna start out with, um,
2: because I don't have infor- complete information on this show. Um, Northern Lights, uh, returns this Saturday. Oh. Our buddy, uh, EJ Jensen, uh, Cap- what, what, Shamus what O. Frisbee, Captain Frisbee, um, Chuck Frisbee. Pat- Fris- Chuck Frisbee. That it, is it. All right. You heard it. Now, fans, <laughs> please remember the name Chuck Frisbee. Chuck Every Frisbee. time I can never remember, but when I first hear it, it, it is there in my mind. Um, they returned this Saturday at the Godly Park District in Godly, Illinois as 500 Kanketh he street all tick. Now this was just mentioned this week, or early uh, or late last week. All tickets are just ten dollars. Normally they are more, but for this show, it is just ten dollars for everybody. Kids ten and under, whatever, all ten dollars. Adults. You know, senior citizens, all of you. You're ten dollars. Just ten dollars, it's it. They got good food. They even I think they serve beer, maybe, possibly. I don't remember.
1: If, a it's long the, time. if it's at the same location that they uh they normally do it at, that godly yeah. like center or whatever, then yeah. I know they I know they have vodka lemonades because I did have a vodka lemonade there from one point.
2: Well, uh. there will be there will be concessions. And all that happy stuff. Uh, doors open at 5.30. Bell time is 6.30. Um, I don't have any matches listed because one thing I do know is matches don't get announced until that day. But uh-huh. on the flyer, you do see Ewok, EJ Jensen, of course, Tyler Sullivan, <laughs> Pitstain, The Trog, Mikey Wild, and just announced um, the other day. Scott Spade and Mistress Misery.
3: Oh wow, good for him! Man.
2: So it's shaping up to be a fun show. I'm sorry that I'm gonna miss it because I do love being down there, but I got other faces to kick. You know, yeah,
1: yeah, I mean, it's always good to you know to you know catch up with Fat Eddie, Chuck Frisbee. however you want to refer to him as. Oh,
2: and apparently, uh, referee Brian Allen will be there too. But, whatever. <laughs> he's take, he's just taking my spot for the night. Even though I'm more, I'm kind of doing both there, wrestling and reffing. I did yeah. wrestle, um, wa- uh, last year I wrestled Beetle Stain, which is Pit Stain, but he was Beetlejuice for a Halloween show. I was supposed to be the referee for his match, but he kind of bullied me pushed me down, and said, go get me my opponent and a new ref. So I got him a new ref, and I got him an opponent, which was me.
1: You know who I like yeah. down there? what I think it's Jack Carpenter. Jack, Car-
2: Jack Carpenter, another fucking, elitist. I, I love that fucking dude.
1: I, I don't know him personally. I never met him outside of, like, watching him wrestle. I just like him wrestling. I think he's pretty fucking good. I believe he'll be there as well. I
2: believe it. Uh, an elite pro, uh I guess we'll call him Lumini. You know, he was there towards the end.
1: Yeah, I don't remember him. I think I think he Mo- showed Mohawk up. Jones,
3: I, what...
2: he was Mohawk Jones. He refereed as a Mohawk in a
1: Mohawk. He, he you he know, he might have been gone. He probably came in after I was gone. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, keep in mind I think I was gone like November, December of 08 No, oh nine. Well, those two. Might have been 08. Probably 08. 08 sounds alright. Because when did the Leap Pro go down? 09, 10? Later.
2: Yeah, they, uh, later in 09. So it might yeah. have been early 08.
1: Yeah. Sad uh, days indeed.
2: Mm-mm. Well, yeah, that's uh, Northern Lights. So uh, check that show out if you are in the Godly area. um Let's move on to ARW, which is on the other side of the border. In Indiana, Lake Station, Indiana, to be specific. They return this Saturday. American Legion Post 100. 1899 Central Avenue in Lake Station, Indiana. Doors open at 6pm, bell time 7. And tickets? $10. Just $10. Only a 10 spot. This here gives it 10. And hey, if you have a 20, pay for the person behind you. Pay it forward. You never hey, maybe they'll buy you nachos or candy. Kit Kat. Can't go wrong with a Kit Kat.
1: Bunkin nachos.
2: (laughs) Um let's see. One of the matches on the card is the Golden Ticket Gauntlet. And it features Excalibur, the undeniable Nick Diamond, Marcelo Spade. Lenin Leon, or is it Lex? I might have spelled it wrong. Whatever. Le, Lennon, Leon, sure. I think that's right. And Max Holiday. Nice. Yes. I believe it's Lennox Leon. Now that I think about it, I forgot the X. It could be. It could
1: be. Now this is this is the match, or at least this is the prize of the match that gave Color his current title reign. Right. Yeah.
2: So those are um what is it? One, two, three, four, five five uh competitors in this match. What do you think? Who do you
1: think will win? Oh, holiday. Holiday all the way? I'm always gonna go holiday, man. Come on. Former three time SCW Heavyweight Champ, longest reigning SCW heavyweight champ, Max Max fucking high yeah, the breed the fucking bearded bruiser, boot name Sue, yeah, he, he'll come out on top.
2: Club, I want man. to agree. I do want God, to agree, God, yeah. but I'm not sure who I think will win, but I don't Current next. Current
1: POW champion? Come on now.
2: Well, here's my reasoning for this. Okay. Here's my reason why Max Holiday won't win. Gotcha. The workhorses are in the building. They have a problem with the scumbag army. Mm. I think they'll have some sort of play in this match when it involves Max Holiday. And, and and also they're gonna get the upper hand on Youth Gone Wild by doing this. The just a little thought in the back of your head.
1: What is what is the what is the uh, so okay so there's a tag team called Youth Gone Wild, right? What is their theme song entrance?
2: It's exactly what you probably think it is. Skid Row. Yeah, but it's like a different version of it. I think.
1: Oh, well, that's no, you No, I have the original Skid Row. I they know, did have, the,
2: they had the original when they were a team in PCW, I believe. Uh, I just think they spiced it up a bit. Maybe now I gotcha. Hurt. I don't really listen to the theme music anymore.
1: What? Oh God! I love it when they fucking go classic, man. Oh man, I love theme music is what makes a fucking tag team. Like if you don't have a good entrance, you're not fucking selling me on shit. Right.
2: You gotta have good I, just, fucking music. I, I just don't pay attention as much as I when I'm at the shows I'm kinda being the fan to where I'm running my mouth more than anything. So I'm not hearing shit but my my own mouth. So. Dude, the
1: the only thing I like about fucking Terry Allen is his entrance song. That's it. I can I can give or take the rest of the motherfucker. As long as he comes out to that song. I'm a happy fucking camper. I don't like seeing him. But I like hearing the fucking music that he's coming out to. Because <laughs> theme music makes a fucking wrestler. I mean it, like if you come out to shit, I I I don't I don't buy you as a fucking guy. I don't give a shit. Like no. No fucking way. Ah
2: <laughs> oh, shit. Um a singles match that was just added today, uh Joey Dalton of The Death Wish. Versus Isaiah Moore.
3: Uh, never heard of him? No, he
1: doesn't sound familiar. Could be a debut.
3: Yeah, it could be
2: a debut. Mm. Um, let's see. Uh, Indiana State Championship. The BOW versus the Lunatic. Lunatic won this shot last month.
3: Yeah.
2: In that, um, what was it? A fatal four way? Or no, it was a triple threat.
3: You mm-hmm. went in
2: a triple threat match. So this match should be interesting. Will Lunatic take the gold? Well, if you're in the Lake Station area, you only one way to find out. Uh let's see here. Uh ooh. Since we did talk about part of it already. Well,
1: there's there's technically there's technically two ways they can find out. They can either go and watch it on Saturday or listen to us talk about it the following week zinga now, as much as I love us doing this podcast, it doesn't compare to watching wrestling live right. I mean, that's the better option. Go to watch the show, get your fill of it, and then come listen to us, and kind of recap it along with us. It's like the best option
2: where well, I have a good option, yeah for this for this weekend, anyway, yeah, come watch me wrestle this Saturday in Joliet even though the show starts an hour, uh two hours earlier.
3: Oh, there you go.
2: Watch ARW on YouTube, and then listen to us talk about the shows on JFW.
3: That's right.
2: That's right. But that, that seems like a lot of work to me.
1: <laughs> ah, doesn't seem like much work to Travis. Eh, Travis T can do it all. <laughs> he does it all. Yeah, I Unless just, it ain't in yeah. it. I just I just sit here on top of my throne, man. Bug it. Bug it. I'm just I'm just I'm just some piece of shit, nobody, bro. I'm just I'm just growing uh, shitty trees.
2: Uh let's see here. Since we did bring it up already, um it's a six supposedly a mm-hmm. six man tag street fight between the workhorses and youth gone wild. Okay. Uh, there's only two members of Yukon Wild. Now, they are members of the Scumbag Army, but oh. the rest of Scumbag Army cannot be at ringside or compete in this match, per the deal that was made last month. So will there be a third man, or will they go against the workhorses three on two?
1: Oh, it's got to be Power Hour Steve.
2: You know, you are not the only one that said that. But unfortunately, I mean, Power Hour Steve will not be there.
1: We I don't know
2: that.
3: We we don't know that.
2: Oh, I'm pretty sure we know because it will be mentioned why later. <laughs> um, I, I'm i going to say I've seen the list of people that have contacted You've Gone Wild yeah. to be in this match because workhorses have a lot of enemies. And I'm looking at that list and I'm like, hmm, there's plenty of possibilities. But who knows if Youth Gone Wild's gonna pick any of them? Right. They might just go in there and three on two. It's a street fight.
1: So Youth Gone Wild may just have extra plunder in their hand. Um, yeah. But there's one thing to consider too. Because we got to sit here and think like, oh, shit, maybe they're all going into a two-on-three situation. Maybe they'll get a third guy. You can't take away from the fact that maybe they'll get the upper hand at the beginning of the show and take out one of the workhorses and make it even two-on-two. Mm-hmm.
2: That's also the possibility.
1: Right? You know what that's called? It's called good booking. You're such a good booker. Oh, God, yeah, I yeah. am. I know shit.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Um, let's see, uh, the last, uh, match I have on the docket. Um, the heavyweight championship rematch. Dick Cutler defends his title against Dave Allen. Nice. And nice. the referee for this match will not be BJ Porter. God, thank God. Will, will not be Flat Top. Will not be the other referee whose name I don't remember. I do apologize. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's
2: what, is,
1: what is his name? Like Tutor or something like that? Like
2: Mike Tutor or something? But yeah. Is that his? Is that his referee name? I don't give a fuck. And <laughs> uh, referee Mike, you're not in the match either.
1: You you send me a friend request, and it doesn't give me your wrestling name unless you tell me a wrestling name. That's who you are.
2: There you go. <laughs> Well, either way, that yeah. uh, of the regular referees will be uh, refereeing this match. Okay, it's going to end up being the mayor of Lake Station.
1: Oh, I remember. Okay, I remember hearing about that. Yeah, that's pretty cool.
2: So that's that that cool. should be fun. I hope he's been watching me, you know, referee because I'm the best referee in town. So
3: oh, I'm excited to see how fast his counts are. Yeah, he seems like a guy who would fast count. Hmm.
2: Hopefully he not just, like DJ
1: Porter. He just wants to get the fuck out of there, right? Like, he's like, well, let's <laughs> let's wrap it up here. know do some moves. Let's
2: <laughs> go. And then uh, lastly, uh, um, Ivan Manson will be there. I assume with the rest of the family, yeah. uh, he will address his future in pro wrestling.
1: Yeah, yeah. Now, obviously he's not, it's, 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 he currently not booked in any matches at ARW as of right now for Saturday. <laughs> um, we know we know what you know what's ahead for him and everything, and obviously at the end of the interview we did with him last week, uh, we mentioned who he wanted his last match to be against and stuff like that, and two names have been popped up, and as of as far as I know right now. Uh, he hasn't got a response from either one. So, um, and he did, he did, he did clarify for us that even though his last appearance is at, uh, November's ARW, <coughs> excuse me, uh, his last match is October at, uh, ARW. So, um, if you guys want to see Ivan's last match, you gotta look for the October booking because at, uh, November's black and
2: Black and blue, or black something. and blue, yeah,
1: yeah, he's not wrestling he's just making he's just addressing the crowd for the final time and everything, so don't think right. that don't think that Wednesday in November is going to be his last match, his last match is in October, so keep updated on the date for that show, so you know to go see it
2: right uh, what was I, I had something in my head, and then I lost it. I hate I that, happens. I oh, know do, that
1: happens. You gotta do a better job. You gotta know I can interrupt you at any time, bro. I know. Um, was it an Ivan thing? Was it a family thing? Something about his I match. Something about him retiring. Uh, I don't remember. He's got to do a Terry. But
2: no. But uh, here's a fun fact that I just thought of. Um, one of the guys that I've been uh, ma- ma- mentioned to wrestle. Yeah. Was actually my first trainer. What's up. Yep. Nice. You first wanna train me. He does not remember who the fuck I am, but that's okay.
1: How dare I he. will
2: always I will always remember his
1: training. How dare you not remember you? I remembered you. Of course you did. Fuck yeah.
2: Maybe I mean, it was because you got hit in the head, I don't know. <laughs> Eh, Well, that's a wrap on those shows. Let's dive in to Rocket Pro Wrestling. This Saturday, September 10th, at St. Joseph's Park, 700th Street in Joliet. Doors open at 4 p.m. Bell time at 5 p.m.
1: Now, isn't Rocket Pro normally on Sunday?
2: No. They're always Saturday. But
1: well, it's in the afternoon?
2: Uh like early like early evening, late afternoon, yeah. Gotcha, okay. You're probably thinking about um Ileana Pro Wrestling. They're always Sunday.
1: That's right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But
2: yeah. they have an affiliation, which I will talk about as okay. we go through. Perfect. Um all tickets are at the door. No advance tickets. Uh, front row is $20. General admission is 15 Again, doors open at 4, bell time 5. On time. They are really strict on this. They start the video package and introductions to the commentary team and the ring announcer just before 5 o'clock and all that other stuff, and then they go right into the show, whether it's going to be a first match or a promo.
1: Who's the ring announcer?
2: Too sweet Tim. Nice. Gimme too sweet. And commentary,
3: of course, is your buddy Steve. Joy. Uh <laughs> Shelley
2: and some other guy once in a while. I don't remember his name. So I
3: do apologize.
2: Ah, uh, alright, let's start here. Fatal Four Way, which has been changed twice. Originally, um, somebody, uh, well, let's just go with it. Uh, Ryan Matthews versus Aaron Stone versus Quinn Widock. Now, versus Dustin Mack. Originally, Just Amazing, who took the place of somebody else that I mentioned. A while ago, I don't remember who it was. See, I am really bad remem- remembering things. But because this pers- uh, this has been changed twice already. It doesn't matter because you got Dustin Mack in there now. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is a qualifying match for the Rocket to the Top Ladder Match, which takes place at Harvest Havoc in November. Hmm. And I'm sure you know who Ryan Matthews is at this, at this yeah. point, right? He's the, the cutout, timeout guy. <laughs> uh, yeah, triple threat. I, yeah, I know. We have a triple threat match. Now, originally, this was supposed to be a singles match between mm-hmm. Impact star Jason Hotch and Marche Rocket. Well, now it's a triple threat match with Nick Brubaker just added. And the winner will be number 20 in the Rocket Rumble.
1: Now, correct uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Brubaker, current uh, Dreamweights champion?
2: No, that's Vic Capri. Vic Capri, same same fucking person. Well, now we don't know what's going to happen with Vic Capri because he just originally posted that he's had his second concussion within the last year or so or last few months. And he might be out a few months. So does well, that mean he, he's not going to defend this title?
1: Well, they, uh, Dreamweave announced that they're going to be more consistent, more regular now. So that's, I mean, that's a good point. You know, we, there, there are a lot of companies that if you don't defend your title next amount of days, it's vacated. Yep.
2: Um, even during a pandemic, just ask, uh, ask Vic Capri on that one. Steve, uh, Steve, <laughs> uh, you know, stripped him of the title because he couldn't compete when he in, got injured, but it was he got injured during uh COVID time. But hey, good old Steve, right? That sounds
1: like a Steve move.
2: Um we have an open challenge match. Uh Flash Harris has an is
3: has, has an open challenge for his inter-county championship. Um,
2: that's assuming Flash Harris even shows up. Yeah. Because he doesn't show up, ever. And then when he does, and he somehow defends his title, he cheats anyway. He's a bit of an asshole. That's right, Flash, you're an asshole. <laughs> you're not going to show up. Um, we have the Battle of the Giants match. Cody
3: James versus the Chicago Bear Hug, Steve Michaels. The Chicago Bear hug, Steve yeah. Michaels. Yes. Okay.
1: I'm I am going got to look him up. I know you talked about him. I think he probably I think he was probably on a MASH card like last month that you mentioned him and I was like, I gotta look that dude up. Um, If you want, go to the Rocket Pro
2: Facebook page. There is a video of him cutting a promo on Cody James. Ooh.
1: Rocket well, Pro Wrestling Presents Fall Brawl.
2: Yes, sir. Maybe I should have mentioned that. The show is called Fall Brawl.
3: I'm good oh, when there, I'm, it I'm, there it is. There it is. It's
4: Steve Michaels. And this has been a very busy summer for Steve Michaels. See, after traveling from Florida to Honolulu and everywhere in between, Steve Michaels is coming back to Joliet, Illinois for Rocket Pro Wrestling, and my sights are set on Cody James. See, Cody, Steve Michaels has been doing tape study, I've been doing film review, i Know you very well. But there's one problem. You're no Steve Michaels. So this Saturday at St. Joe's Park, Steve Michaels is going to come in and do exactly what he does best. I am going to deliver a shy town beat down in front of that crowd. And two things are going to be inevitable. One, at the end of the night, you will have been beaten decisively. And I will continue to show why I'm the most dominant man to ever step foot in an RPW ring. And most importantly, two Steve Michaels comes home
0: <laughs>
1: can can i can I tell you something that's kind of like a uh, a side note as far as that promo goes? Sure, he got his point across without yelling, which I've noticed a lot of guys do in promos nowadays. Are fucking yelling into the camera, like 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 the volume of their voice is important. And tell anyone out there who's listening to me, it's kind of like a uh, a behind the scenes aspect. Just from my opinion, you don't have to take it because who the fuck am I? It's not about how loud you say something; it's about how you say something in a promo. So, I get that you want to get energy into the promos, but you don't have to fucking yell. Every single time if if you 're worried that your voice isn 't coming through in the camera, move close to the camera because to yell into the camera is just, just, it just gets annoying over and over and over again so just a word of advice to people out there who want to cut promos who are maybe fairly new to it you don 't have to yell i've seen i've seen dozens of promos by fucking I don't know, Acid Hunter Payne. There's not really a lot of yelling, and they get their point across. It's just weird. I just wanted to make that note because that fucking dude. First off, that's a narrative voice. That's a sexy fucking voice. If your jeans don't get tight from hearing that fucking voice, there's something wrong with you. But the <laughs> fact that he just fucking spoke didn't wasn't yelling, and he was outside. You heard shit around him, but he still came through clear, without yelling. That's power. So I encourage all those out there who are working on promos, stop yelling. You don't need to fucking yell. It's, just don't yell. Yeah. So, right.
3: Yeah. But
1: that's pretty cool. I, mean, I like you, that dude. I, I, you're I, not I like, Hulk Hogan, brother. <laughs> don't don't scream. <laughs> Everyone wants to be fucking Hulk Hogan or the Warrior. Oh, yeah. Everybody. But that's cool. I, I, I think him and James are going to put a good match on. Oh,
2: that's going to be great. Uh, where am I at? Okay. Um, the tag team titles are also on the line as the idols.
3: <laughs> Damien
2: Gray and Johnny Nye, who I assume will be accompanied by Joey Roth and Roxy Hart. Joey Roth is the one
1: that just joined, right?
2: No. Then somebody he just fit? joined guys not too long ago? Yeah. Yeah. I'll get, I'm going to get to that, um, at the end. Oh yes. I'm jump I'm junk. Okay. That's on me. That's, me. That's on me.
1: That's on me. I'll
2: tell the story. That's on me. I'll just go back to eat my cucumbers and onions. Go ahead. Speaking of the idols, before I mention the rest of this match, they mm-hmm. are going to open up the show and talk and probably gloat because they are running Rocket Pro Wrestling. But anyway, those two uh two particular idols, Damian Gray and Johnny Nye, will be taking on No Coast. Joey Blues and Brian krazer and tag team titles are on the line um no coast and Joey or um no. Joey Blues and Brian Crazer of no coast they haven't been seeing eye to eye lately, so this is gonna be an interesting match and how and if they will be able to coexist or not we don't know ever yeah. since they lost the titles they've been. At each other's throats. I mean, even when they, um, I guess retain the titles against Youth Gone Wild by disqualification, ever since then, they've been falling apart. So Youth Gone Wild's been just doing shit here and there and, you know, but the Isles defend their titles against them. So we'll see how this plays out, but I don't see no coast winning if they don't coexist. Especially when you got uh, Joey Roth out there being an asshole as usual. And his uh, evil temptress of a wife will be there, so. (laughs)
3: Uh, Let's see. Uh, For the heavyweight title, champion
2: Christian Rose of those damn coyotes will be defending
3: his championship against Grin. You know who Grin is. Grin and Barrett Grin. Yes, sir. DWA Grin.
2: LWF Grin. Yeah. TCW Grin, but mostly yeah. LWF.
1: He's, uh, when, when DWA came around, was it 2019? They had their first show? Yes. That was like his first time back after a while, right? Like, he was kind of just done. Yes, that's
3: yeah. true.
1: Yeah, well, good for him. You know, fucking A. Good for him. I like him, yeah. I mean, I, I've only seen him in DWA shows and everything, but, I mean, I I like the dude. I like the gimmick. I don't know if I ever saw him in LWF. If I do, I don't remember him.
2: Um, you don't remember the three rings with Machine,
3: uh, the Ringmaster? Is that a group?
1: Yeah. The only group I remember in LWF and I can't remember the name of the group, but there was this big ass dude named Charcoal and this small <laughs> ass dude named Pet.
2: Which was, was Tristan Hayes, by the way. I,
1: I have no idea what their real names were. I just know that there was a group of people, and those were two of the uh, members of the group. I don't remember the name of the group. I, um, I don't remember.
2: I remember seeing them too yeah, Charcoal and uh, Pet. But he was pet at the time. Tristan amazing didn't yeah. come until later. But um, yeah, I remember, and it was the craziest thing I've mm-hmm. ever seen. Yeah,
1: well, I told you, I told you a story about charcoal and my dad, right? No, no, I, I can't remember what they during in a match or some shit. Somebody hit charcoal in the head with a chair, and he fell over the guardrail into my dad's lap. And my dad, I, t- my dad swears to me to this day, he was like, yeah, you know, that big dude was looking up at me, asking me for help. And I'm like, I can't help you. I'm like, I'm sure he did, dad. But yeah, he's just like, he's a big fucking dude. He reminded me of Bam Bam Bigelow. Right,
2: like, right. So yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. much.
1: Um, but like when it comes to LWF, like the only people I remember from LWF is Charcoal and Pet, Acid, uh, Supreme. I remember Supreme, uh, probably more than anyone else um magnificent mike i think uh i think i think magnificent mike was in like a team called like the fret boys or some shit like that with johnny mack yeah um and then obviously jay jensen i remember billy whack i remember but outside of those guys a lot of people like i just i don't don't remember you gotta keep in mind like when i saw lwf i mean fuck, you're talking about like 15 16 years ago So it's like, I mean, probably even fucking longer than that or something. Actually, yeah, it is. You're talking about almost like 20, not 20. Yeah, probably about 16, 17 years ago. I'll say
2: about, well, because I started going to independent wrestling in 2001.
1: We'll say 25. I'm going to say 25 years ago. That sounds sounds like 97, 98-ish. I'm going to say about 25, 26 years ago. So for me to remember those people from that point, and I think the only reason I remember those people is because Mike had a birthday party for his then-girlfriend and invited LWF to the party. And, um, my brother had a ball cap and I think he still has the hat somewhere. And it's signed by all these LWF dudes. And, uh, they had this uh, dry erase board and I was a fucking mark back then. They had this dry erase board where people wrote shit on and everything. And I remember, I remember specifically, I wrote on there, uh, the real deal is a big deal. And everyone thought that was the coolest fucking thing, but no one knew who wrote it. And I was like, I fucking wrote that shit. Mm. I didn't even know who the fuck Jay Jensen was. I just remember somebody saying, like, Jay Jensen's, like, the real deal Jay Jensen. Like, oh, he must be a big deal. The real deal's a big deal. Uh, I, was to, I gotta see if my brother has that fucking hat. Because, like, everybody fucking signed that thing. Like, there are signatures all over that fucking hat. I was like, I gotta fucking find that hat. I gotta ask him. <laughs> but, yeah, no. I, I, but as far as, like, Grin, I don't... I couldn't... I... I No way. There's no recollection of him in LWF whatsoever. Mm. But anyways, go ahead. So Mm. Grin's grins facing for the uh, Rocket Pro title?
2: Yep. Against Christian Rose. Uh, So uh, there's that, and then we got the 20-man Rocket Rumble. The winner gets a heavyweight title shot, and yours truly is in that rumble. Oh, nice! That's right. And rumbles are my specialty. I may not always win them, but when I do, <laughs> it's a special time.
1: They're my specialty. I may not always win. Oh, perfect! That's like that's like Undertaker with Helena cells. Dude's fucking in all of them. Barely wins them, but when he wins.
3: When he wins. so um yeah
2: um I I guess I'll talk about this real quick and how I got into Rocket Pro because it's actually an interesting story. I mean I've probably told you a bit,
3: but no, I don't remember do but We're I haven't
2: talked rate. about it. Um okay. so they have the affiliation with the Ileana Pro Wrestling. Mm-hmm. And as you may have remembered or known, I beat Joey Roth, not once, but twice. I beat him in the tournament for the medallion. Okay. Yeah. And I then
3: that.
2: In under five minutes. Yep. I will always have that. And then the second time I beat him, uh, it was for, the, at the time, the, the Ileana Illian, Pro Wrestling chicagoland championship but how that happened um rocket pro wrestling was in the process of purchasing the chicagoland title from Ileana pro wrestling so i'm at ipw headquarters you know you know just doing my thing and i overheard a conversation yeah about what, what they're going to be doing. and But there was an issue. They mm-hmm. were afraid that Joey Roth. Was not going to. Hand over the title willingly. Gotcha. So I'm like. hmm. I walked in the door. I'm like. I may have an idea. How about you put me. Against Joey Roth again. And if I can beat him. For the title. I will hand you the Chicagoland Championship at Rocket Pro. So, the match happened. I defeated Joey Roth, and I became the final IPW Chicagoland champion. And up until the Rocket Pro show, I was the champ. So, for a couple weeks, I was legit a champion. Well, I mean, it goes down in the record books anyway. So, I got that. And I beat Joey Roth. My only two matches that I've won in IPW were against... And I won. Um, I were against Joey Roth. So, I got that going for me. I might have been losing ever since, but hey, I beat Joey Roth. I dethroned I the ruler of IPW. So, I brought the title to Rocket Pro and... Part of the deal was I get to maybe have a chance to win it back. Yeah. But but it would be for the first time under Rocket Pro. So I was putting a Fatal Four way against Garrison Creed, Just Amazing, and Rockin' Riviera. I was in the middle of getting ready to win. I had Rockin' Down, but that damn Joey Roth came out. Had the referee and somehow gave Rockin' my nunchucks. And when I turned around, <coughs> knocked me out with my own weapon. And which this answers your question. Rockin ended up being the new member of the Idols. Gotcha. And he competed in Flash Harris's spot because he didn't show up. Uh-huh. In the Survivor Series type match, where I the Idols won and are now in
3: charge of Rocket Pro.
1: Gotcha. Okay. Nubby, you live a life, brother. You live. Some a say I don't life. have a. Some say I don't have a life, but a... here's a here's a thing though. You don't have a lot of stories, but every story you have is a good fucking story, and that's what life is about. I'd rather have 10 good stories. No question. I'd rather have 10 great stories than like a hundred decent stories. Yeah, it's, yeah, no, it's fucking like you minimal, minimal stories that are incredible is a lot more than an abundance of stories that are, okay, I didn't, you know, cool, whatever. You're just trying to fill a gap. Mm -hmm. So fuck those who say you don't have a life, man. You, you take, you take fucking life and you make it incredible. Look like what you're doing here on JFW. That's right. Power Hour could have had this, but they don't.
3: Nope. JFW's got this shit. That's right. They got me. Yeah. So. Um, Steve.
2: <laughs> so with that, um, I am now officially. I'm. Not only am I in this rumble, but mm-hmm. I'm uh, an active member of the roster. For at least this season of Rocket Pro, and I, I have some things in mind, and things yeah. are going to be cooking, so you're going to see some interesting things, or maybe some amazing turtley things, if you know what I mean. So now,
1: I don't know. I don't, I don't know how you decide this or not, but Rocket Pro strictly as a wrestler, as a competitor, or are you splitting your time as a ref as well? Oh, I am strictly. 100% a competitor. Awesome. Fuck yeah. Good for you, man. I appreciate that. I, pre- I appreciate Rocket Pro doing that for you because, you know, like it, you do a great job as a referee, but you said it before. Like, you want to be in the ring more. You want to compete more. It's awesome that Rocket Pro's giving you the opportunity to do that.
2: And I am 100% grateful that they're doing this for me because, you know, not many have. Some g- gave me – tidbits here and there some were i guess apprehensive on bringing me in as the turtle i mean i'll i don't want to throw him under the bus but i'm going to anyway because it's kind of a funny story um you know back when i before i joined scw Mm -hmm. um i went to talk to hunter after a show and we were i was kind of talking about it and before i even mentioned the turtle gimmick, he actually brought it up. Yeah. And when he brought it up though, it was kind of like the, like he was irked by it. Like he didn't really want, want it. <laughs> I, I, it was probably one of those things where he was still not, he didn't know me that well. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, we met back in the elite pro, but so much time between has passed. So and he's seen me do it once. I did it in the battle royal, uh, fuck, back in 2017, 2018, yeah. whatever. But I, I think it was just probably one of those funny moments though, because now look what I'm doing. I mean, he, he wants me to do it. Obviously right now with the referee situation, he can't have me, you know, wrestling right now. I get it, whatever. And, other stuff but it was just funny how like he was irked by it at first and then all of a sudden it changed once he got to know me and got to actually see it because he got to see me perform at the school and despite despite me being not so athletic and not in the greatest shape especially then because I was about 20 pounds heavier than I am now and I was still going through like health issues at the time, but I yeah. still fought through it all, but yeah, that, that that's kind of a funny thing that happened. So but wait, like so I
1: said, so What you're saying is, he changed his mind when he saw you compete at high voltage. Right.
3: You're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome.
2: Ugh, you know. You, you, you booked me, and look, look what
1: happened. Opportunities. That's what I love about high voltage. It's opera-fucking-tunities. It's not Terry just handing out fucking matches to his friends. Opportunities, Nubby.
2: I appreciate the opportunity.
1: I mean, don't get me wrong. I prefer Nubby over Turtle. But Turtle's okay. what's going to put fucking butts in the seats. I mean, you're, Nubby you're, you're, can you're, be a Turtle. <laughs> you're, a, you're a fan favorite to the kids. And in some ways, you know, look at the fucking audience. Kid-friendly uh, competition, and that—that's uh, that's what the the turtle brings, you know, excitement to fucking kids. But you're also an ass kicker, you know.
2: I kick ass for the shell of
1: it. Fuck yeah!
2: <laughs> Thanks, John DeYoung. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, that's the end of uh, that. Um, Rocket Pro this weekend. Go to their website, Wrestling dot com. Uh, Facebook page, whatever social media is out there uh, for more information on all the shows and all the good stuff. It's going to be fun. Oh, by the way, they have pizza and concessions. Mm,
1: and beer. And what, ki- what kind of pizza?
2: All kinds of pizza.
1: I mean, like, is it is it cut into, like, squares or is it like a triangle? Oh, it's a
2: triangle. It's a triangle.
1: <laughs> Fuck yeah. They had a pizza place in town here, and they, they just naturally cut the pizza in, like, squares and shit like that. And one day, I'm like, hey, can you do me a favor? He cut it in triangles, and they're like, what? I'm like, you heard of me. Fucking game changer, bro. <laughs> all
2: right. um, I That's all I got for normal tit talk. I believe it's it's um SCW time. We
1: had a show this past weekend in Hershey. There. Fucking Hersher, first time in Hersher. Good turnout. I was I was very impressed with it for being the first time there.
2: Yes, it was. I was like shocked because we didn't know for sure what mm-hmm. was going to happen. Yeah. Last kind of a last minute show ish. I mean, there was a couple weeks, and that's kind of enough time. But yeah. with everything going on with Labor Day weekend and shit, damn, we had a good crowd.
3: Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, very happy with how it turned out. It was very good. And it was a good match. It was a good show. All around it, great show. Mm-hmm. But uh you got the match card. You got the results. I mean, I do, too. That's what I was doing on my phone when fucking Steve was all like, Travis, you gave me on your phone during the show. It's like, I'm sorry. I was on my phone during the boring parts when he was in the fucking ring talking. And who stuck up for you? Good man. Good man. He just sat there in his stupid blinking shoes with his stupid blinking glasses. Just sitting there, off, frumpy, like uh, just, just a just a lump on a log, just like, mm. you know what makes us better than them? Everything.
2: Well, there's one major thing.
3: Yeah, we stick
2: that? up for we stick up for each other, but we also call e- call out each other's shit.
1: Mm-hmm. We tell mm-hmm. each
2: other when we're wrong, when the other person's wrong.
1: Yeah, you need to. You do. I'm not I'm not 100 right all the time, and I got no problem being corrected.
2: You know who do, you know who does and who doesn't over there? Who's Steve. If Steve doesn't. c Red will tell him he's wrong all the time.
1: Oh, Well, yeah. oh, shit, when it so. comes to Sea Red, Sea Red can tell fucking Steve, yeah, you know, that, that grass is like a pretty good shade of blue. And Steve will be like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, the bluest. Yep. The bluest. The bluest Sea Red. No, I want to be caught out of my bullshit. I'm okay with it. I'm. I'm mad enough to admit when I have errors, and I do it quite often. And I appreciate people correcting me. I mean, it opens a it opens a door to me correcting you, but hey, eh, you know what? That's what it is.
2: I also <laughs> thought it was a good opportunity to you know promote the show.
3: True that. that, so is, I used like the
2: situation. <laughs> All right. Um. So we had a great show. Good. Co- good card. Yeah. Um, let's start out with uh the Cobra versus the Hawaiian Hitman ended up being a double count out. Uh, you watched that match as Flat Top was the referee. What are
1: your thoughts? It was everything I expected it to be. The the ending was unfortunate. And I know Steve came out later and explained what happened. Uh obviously there was an injury to Koa at the end there that kind of uh prevented them from getting back to the ring. But I mean, it was hard. It was a hard hitting match, as expected. You know, the Hitman, who has made his presence very well known since the first match here at SCW, um, to put him up against a guy like Cobra. I mean, it's he's not being he's not being like you know, like slowly brought in. You know, he's being put against guys. You know, like an actual actual competition. You know, show after show after show, and he's holding his own. Which is which is beyond incredible. Cobra I think was the biggest test to him so far. And I think it was a good uh warm up match coming into Wrestletopia next week. I just don't know what this injury how severe the injury is for him, how uh how that's going to affect this coming up Wrestletopia. But I don't think that's gonna be the last time those two step in the ring together one on one, and I pray to God it isn't. Because I would like to see an actual through match. Hopefully both of them staying healthy through the whole thing and uh giving the fans what they want and that's an incredible Cobra co you know matchup.
2: Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, um the next match. I wanna call it teacher versus student in a way because originally this guy Santana Starks Did train VIP. at Anarchy. If you remember Anarchy, Santana Starks was uh, VIP's original trainer before uh, he came to SCW.
1: No, I did not know that. Interesting.
2: Ah. Yep. Um, Santana Starks ended up getting the win via submission. Uh, There was... Oh kind of a hard hitting match too. Um and this has been a while since Santana starts has been in SCW, so it was good to see him back. Um he doesn't like uh Steve very much either. Um yeah, Steve, mentioned, Steve,
1: Steve mentioned he had some issues with him. It, apparently he doesn't like his glasses. I don't know. The goofy glasses he wears
2: all the time for no reason whatsoever? Something like that, I don't know. But, um, yeah, um, they're, uh, VIP's lawyer, uh, some guy, Esquire the Third, whatever the fuck it, Oh, uh, you know, you kinda,
1: you kinda look like, uh, Big Boss Travis T. Even though it is stupid for me to wear glasses right now inside the house, how great do I fucking make him look though? <laughs> Pretty badass. I know, right? It's just like it's like even to make fun of fucking Steve, I still make this look fucking incredible. <laughs> oh man! Alright, anyways.
2: So yeah, VIP tapped out to hey. uh, Santana's submission.
1: Now we've we've only seen a small sample size of the lawyer being with VIP. Mm -hmm. We haven't haven't seen any victories happen yet. Do you think that maybe this lawyer is kind of a waste of money? Now, obviously, he's contractually obligated. We don't know what's in the contract, but he is contractually obligated to the representation that he has from this lawyer. But the lawyer hasn't shown that he's worth anything if VIP keeps picking up losses. And not only that, let's keep in
2: mind, VIP also aligned himself with the Sheik. Yeah. And prior to that, when VIP was by himself, he wasn't winning many matches either. So maybe VIP needs to take a different route. If he, if this if the lawyer and Sheik are not going to help him, I mean, come on, I beat VIP. <laughs>
1: Fucking dummy. <clears throat> He's gotta do something. He's a great competitor. He just I think I think he just gets too full of himself and just he just blows it. Those Boston guys, man. I mean oh God, those 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 blue blood pedigree types really uh he just gets full of himself in those matches. He just needs to take a step back. Mm -hmm. Arrogance will bite you in the ass every time
2: Yep Speaking of arrogance
1: The next match Bulletproof Bo Anderson Making his return It's been quite some time Oh yes
2: And he took on Adam Cage Which Adam Cage took the victory
1: Which, Which is astounding Because the last time we saw Bo Anderson In SCW Was bulletproof LLC with both Keast and VJ Price both being in his on his side. Now he comes back how long later? Keast still here, VJ Price still here, but not in the same way that Bo remembers.
2: And they were in separate parts of the locker room, and not
1: one word, not one word was spoken. Yep, and this is the first time I think in a long time that Bo Anderson was. You know, he was on an island by himself. He had no, he had no alliance to anyone outside the ring to help him. He had to, he had to fight for, you know, he had to fight Cage one on one. And Cage never got that grudge match from, uh, Bo Anderson after the attack. So this was his time. And, you know, yeah, Bo Anderson got, you know, got some licks in. He obviously worked that leg pretty hard, uh, took the brace off and everything. And, but, uh, Cage, Cage overcame it. He, he shows that he, you know, that he's going to rise above the adversity, you know, and hopefully become one of the next top guys in SCW. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, Means to be seen. Oh fuck yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, that's uh, I mean, he's got to work his way back. You know, it's not gonna be. It's not gonna be. You know, a one day trip. It's not gonna happen in the next month or so. But in time, you know, he's eventually going to make his name a consistent name that needs to be mentioned in SCW or even anywhere else he feels that he wants to wrestle. That's right. You know, I got no I got no problem throwing him some matches at High Voltage if he wants to get some more work in. I mean, that's on him. It's like I told everyone at SCW. You want to come on the show? You want to come on JFW? Fucking call me. Same thing with High Voltage. You want to be on High Voltage? Fucking call me. I'm right here. I don't, I'm don't. i not going to go out and hunt people down to come fucking do them a favor. No, you fucking reach out to Travesty. Mm-hmm. Hey, can I be on your show? Oh, yeah, we're supposed to have cola on today. What the hell happened to that?
2: I think oh, that, that was go. supposed to be yesterday when we were oh, close well. to.
1: You know what? Now, he didn't reach he's at out practice. to me. He's he's at right he didn't reach out to me. That's the thing. He's like, oh, I want to be on your show. I haven't heard from him since. He's, he's, he's on that list of people. Hey, Koa, you want to be on the show? I know you're listening. You told me yourself, like, oh, your daughter has a problem with our cussing. So let me do it this way. Reach out to me. <laughs> you want to come on the show? I'll give you, I'll give you, I'll give you, I'll give you five, ten, I'll give you fifteen fucking minutes. Just gotta show up. Just gotta call me. Reach out to me. Eldorado, you want to come on the show? Reach out to me. DJ Price? How? JPH? Jimmy Blaze, I just reached out to you. I've given you once. I reach out once.
3: Other than that, you want to come on the show, fucking reach out to me.
1: There you go. Yeah. Uh, do I don't know what. Other We're questions not hard I to have find. Right We're not hard to find. We're on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, JFW Podcast. We have an email account, just Wrestling, Yahoo.com. I'm not that
3: hard to find. Reach out to me. You know Nubby? Oh, yeah. Reach out to Nubby. That's right.
2: I'm in the chat, you know. Oh, my God. That thing never shuts up. (laughs) Holy hell. So before we go into the next match, um, I just have one question. Where does Bulletproof Bo Anderson go from here?
1: Does he return again? Ever? Ever? I don't know. I, I, I think Bo is a group guy, but at the same time, I think after losing that match, there is no more bulletproof LLC in, in SCW. So I, I really don't know. Like I said, him being there was a shock. Like I was surprised he came back because I mean, he kind of left an embarrassment. So I so I really don't know. I mean, yes, I would love to see Bulletproof come back. I think I think as a veteran talent, he could show a lot to these younger guys. You know, come to High Voltage. I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind throwing you a match here or there. You know, work with the younger guys. Show them. You know, show them how to. You know, get a win. Of, you know, you know here and there. You know, you know I could always use a Brooklyn brawler. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know, speaking of embarrassment, yeah. The workhorses,
3: yeah,
2: yeah, they took on me. took on El Dorado and VJ Price. El Dorado and VJ Price won this match, and I'm going to say they owned the workhorses.
1: about eighty percent of the match. I, I will say this about the workhorses. They are goofy as fuck, but they are really entertaining. Like, I can't, I can't remember exactly what they did, but they did something when they came out, when, when they came out on their entrance, and I just I just laughed because it was just so fucking entertaining. And I, I, remember, I was sitting right next to Dally when they did it, and I can't remember what the fuck it was. But I was like, you know that they're going to get their ass kicked, but they're entertaining the fucking crowd. So I'm going to give them that. They're they're not pretty in any sense of the word. Like they are they they are butt fucking ugly. Like brown bagging butt fucking ugly. <laughs> but damn if they're not fucking entertaining to watch. Even when getting their ass kicked, it is entertaining as shit. And it just shows the uh the power that Eldorado and V J Price are going to bring to the tag team division. You know, this is this is realistically only their third-time teaming with each other, you know. So a little more practice. I think they're going to get down to cadence to a tag team and everything because it does take skill to be a tag team wrestler. Um, But they show they have the power. They just got to, you know, keep working on working together and everything. Uh Debuting, I think, a new tag team name, a new uh, ring entrance song. So definitely finding themselves as a tag team. Uh, but yeah, just yeah, they they fucked those workhorses up, and he like I said, I, I, "I I'm glad they're there. I, I'm glad I'm glad that they're showing up at SCW. It's a, it, it's a, you know, I mean, obviously their their presence is a breath of fresh air. Not saying that their ring attire is because they don't look like they bathe, but the fact that they're there is something different, something new to SCW that I think the SCW fans will appreciate is having more talent coming in especially in the tag team division because it's, it's getting kind of small you know like Lee Payne's not really together anymore uh you get dysfunction or you get evil games and evil once in a while together but I don't know like I I, I I I know you don't like the workhorses I know Steve don't like the workhorses I mean, they're, they're just like it's—it's like rooting for the uh, the the horse that you know is going to be glue after the last match, you know, after after the last race. Like this is it. Then he's going out and becoming Elmer's. It's like you want to root for him to win, but you know deep down, this fucker's going to come in last. Mm-hmm.
3: True, um, true.
1: Workhorse indeed, but you know, glue factory fucking bound workhorses. I did feel bad for their girlfriends. The fact that Steve just kept fucking pointing them out and everything. It's like I mean, that's not polite. That's not respectful. That's not that's not what somebody who's running SCW should do. And he did say it himself. He was in charge of SCW for Hersher and everything. He was appointed as a commissioner or whatever, the executive of SCW for Hersher. And that's all fine and dandy. But if you're truly the the, the guy so why the fuck do you still need to get texts from fucking Terry? And why do you guys sit there and you know mock the audience that he has? It's I get it. His, his shoes are getting too bright for his fucking personality.
2: <laughs> oh man, um, we, yeah, Eldorado and VJ Price got the win over the workhorses. Let me just say their chests were pretty red. <laughs> Ah, Chop City. Speaking of Chop City, it was Natasha Crane defending yeah. her championship in a rematch from Dissension against Nikki Nix. Yeah. Natasha Crane retained, but she got chopped to get again, and her chest was bright red with a nice handprint from Nikki Nix.
1: Yeah, we saw, we saw Nikki, uh, I had to be reminded or educated on the fact that Nikki has previously had some matches in SCW, uh, but recently made her return back to, uh, Southland Championship Wrestling and definitely is given the Amazon a run for her money. I mean, Amazon has been, uh, SCW Women's Champion for quite some time. Uh, she has been known as a powerhouse for SCW, not only in the women's division, but also, you know, as a half a tag team of the Alliance of Hope, uh tagging with the Sheik on multiple occasions, wrestling men on multiple occasions, she holds her own. And that says a lot for Nikki. You know, if she could hold her own against the Amazon, then she does have a good chance of potentially becoming an SCW Women's Champion, you know, going forward. You know, it's just going to take a little bit more time, obviously, you know, getting back into the swing of things. I don't know what her career has been like between the last time she was at SCW and now, but I think regardless of going from one company to another, you got you got to get adapted to your new surroundings, you know, and I think she's doing that really well. Like I said, a lot of close calls and in Hersher, and who knows? I, I think she's going to have a bright future in SCW if she sticks around, and we can see a crowning of a new champion uh, here in, you know, probably in the near future. True.
2: Yeah. And the um, Nikki ha- has been a champion mm-hmm. in other companies, so she knows what that's like. Yeah. But um, SCW is a different animal, and Nat- Natasha Crane is no joke. She'll whoop that ass. Oh, yeah. But Nick- Nikki Nix is showing that she can hang. Yeah. She still hasn't gotten over me dropping her in a <laughs> battle royal,
1: but hey... <laughs> But that's your specialty. She should know that. Right. So we after, danced... Yeah. We we danced a little
2: bit to Dirty Dancing before I yeah. threw her out, so I
1: gave her a little something.
2: But, hey, I I got to win my match.
1: Yeah, you don't <laughs> go after Nubby and fucking Battle Royals. Come on, now. Everyone knows oh. that.
2: I was a champion for a reason, damn
1: it. Fuck, yeah. Yeah, recognize. Hell.
2: Oh. Fucking A, hey, man. Well, anyway, um, it's good to see Nikki, you know, doing her thing. Um, we recently been tagging at IPW. We, we mm-hmm. haven't been winning, but we look good uh, doing it. So that's all that matters. Um, oh yeah. So we'll see what happens on who's gonna be next for Natasha's title. Um, well, she's got something big coming up. Maybe at WrestleTopia. Who knows? Yeah, we, um, we haven't really,
1: uh, we haven't really got the full match card to WrestleTobia. Uh, I think, I think three, four matches have been announced. No, that's why. I think five matches have been mentioned, but only three are officially announced or four. Well, we'll talk about it. Right. We'll talk about it um, Definitely.
2: Um, so speaking of things, we have the main event or what was supposed to be the main event.
1: It was like a double main event.
2: Right. You got a double main event in one sitting. Um, Powell's own JPH. Now, hold on. Okay. I got to backtrack earlier in the show. Yeah. Steve yelled at me for mentioning Powell. Of course he did. That's Steve. Wouldn't it have been smart to kind of get the new people, the new fans, up to speed on what yeah. with about POW and to get them to come to Wrestletopia? Yeah, there's an understanding there, yeah. Promotion. Hello. Yeah. Anyway, so JPH of Pow took on Bane X yep. in what was supposed to be a singles match. Yep. And they and um let's see JPH jumped Bane X at the <sighs> beginning before even the match started. I didn't ring the bell until they both got in the ring. Good call, uh, good call. Well, it not they didn't officially get in the ring, now did they? That's and true. it was not a false count anywhere's match. True.
3: Yeah.
2: See, I I am smart. I mean, right. I see all the time, but he got the intelligence. I know my shit. I know my yeah. rules. My yeah. rules. He's well
1: educated.
2: Yes. So, um, one on one between those two, they're fighting back and forth. And what we thought Bane X was ready to spirit a holy hell out of JPH. Who comes to the ringside? Travis? Cobra, VIP, and Esquire. Now, why the f- okay. Why the fuck did VIP come out? Why did- I mean, the Cobra, I- I understand. Maybe he's- he's neutral in this whole thing with Powell. Whatever. Cool. But- why VIP did he come out after he was part of the original you know invasion? Yeah. Who was I, also jumped at um
1: high voltage. Why did he help JPH? You know, I think a lot of it has to do with that lawyer. I think the lawyer got into his head <clears throat> excuse me. And um uh, you know, I was getting into his head and tell him like, Listen, you gotta start making a name for yourself, you gotta start doing something that's outside the box. Because what he's doing is not working. I don't think it was a VIP thing. I think it was a lawyer telling him what to do. Because, like you said, VIP has been on 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 many uh, many bad ends of a pow like attack. We've seen him come out to uh, the ring to help SCW, so he's no stranger to be an SCW guy. I don't know. This is probably the first time I'd have to agree with Terry. And Steve, on because you have to be some repercussions for what VIP did. Now, the Cobra, he's never picked a side. He's never right. said, I'm an SCW guy, I'm a POW guy. You said it. He's pretty much neutral. He can do what he wants. Um, it was unfortunate, but luckily, uh, you know, Baynex wasn't alone. No. Wow. Yeah. It turned out
2: um Santana, Starks, and Eldorado came out to save the day. Yep. Yeah, turning uh, the main event into a six, man. But prior, before that, they were ready to fight already, and me and Flat Top were losing our shit. <laughs> and what do you know? Steve gets a phone call.
1: <laughs> yeah, of course he did. Even though he was running the show, he still had to get a phone call and Be told what to do. Terry's good. always watching. Yeah, good, good management, Steve. Even though you're in charge, you still got to check with Daddy and see what the best uh, decision is. good job
2: so uh, it made it a six man and um, you know still nice and back and forth between the two teams um, and what looked like Santana Starks was going to take a huge beating um, or the the heat (laughs) and um, Santana Starks said fuck that he found a way to get out and then tagged Eldorado Yep. and the, i think that was smart cuz el dorado's the biggest one out of everybody and it, it looked like el dorado had it and then the other guys kind of took him down a little bit but then things got all crazy again they all started fighting each other and it came down to bane x versus uh vip and one spear and VIP was down, but here's the kicker:
3: <laughs>
2: he was Bayon X was not alone in the pinning. He he brought in the kid to help him pin, and I'm like, well, the kid didn't kick anybody, touch anybody. You just went and helped for a pinning, so That's I counted. True. There was nothing wrong with it.
4: So, yeah, some try,
2: yeah. some say would, or, or would argue that he interfered. Nope. Nope. He did not interfere whatsoever. He just, maybe he shouldn't have been in the ring, but he was invited. Mm-hmm. We'll, call, we'll call it a pin by proxy. Right. That's what it's called. If it's not, pin it should be. Proxy. And the fact
1: right that the VIP the took two losses on the same night, again, shows how well this lawyer does not help.
2: It seems that lawyers don't help. At all,
1: no, no. We've My cashing them fucking paychecks.
2: Yeah, I mean we've seen it in ARW with Big. Uh, what's his nuts? Uh, Levi Esquire McGuire. Um, <laughs> he's failing as usual. Um, we got this guy in SCW. Yep. Um, Eric Schultz, I think, might be the only one successfully doing it, but still, he's a corrupted ass lawyer. And I mean, what what are lawyers? Why? Why can't they just go back to their office and do shit? Why do they need to be out there?
1: Right. I got I got no problem with them being out there. Is if there's a if the, if the people they're working with succeed. <clears throat> right now, he is not worth the fucking money that they're paying him. I don't know what they're paying him. I'm assuming they're paying him, and he has not shown value in it based on wins. Uh Even opportunities and stuff, you know, like, you know, you would think that if he's there to make corrections at SCW, you'd see title opportunities, you'd see main event opportunities, you'd see a fucking win. But it's just not there. And Now not to say that it won't happen. I'm not saying that, you know, down the line, they find a groove and VIP goes on a winning streak and becomes maybe a Genesis champion or even a tag team champion with the Sheik. But as of right now, it doesn't seem like that's the thing. You
2: gotta find what works, and (laughs) VIP has not found it yet.
1: Yeah, Yeah. maybe they gotta start small. You know, like you know, start with like I don't know a broom. (laughs) I don't know.
2: Maybe Moppy.
1: Right. Yeah. Work your way up to like the Bell Girl. You know, go one step further. Maybe fucking power hour Steve. Well, maybe, you know, I don't know. The bell girl of SCW, she's tough. <laughs> yeah, but she just laughs too much. So, fucking okay. watching, Vi- watching VIP Russell, he'll probably just giggle her into a submission. Okay. I can see her okay. falling to the ground, rolling out of the rain and laughter and not, not, you know, not acknowledging the 10 counts because her laughs are so hard. As he sits there in his blue
3: blood tights.
1: WrestleTopia is next Saturday, Nubby.
3: Yes, it is.
1: Now, uh, we know that the body bag match has been announced. It is uh, Hunter Payne, SCW Heavyweight Champion, taking on Jimmy Blaze. Body bag match. In order to win, stuff your opponent into a body bag. Uh, The ladder match has been announced uh, for the uh, Call Your Shot ladder match. Uh, who's in it? We got Koa, JPH, <coughs> Aaron Xavier, Kazile.
3: Who's one more? Chris Ward. Chris Ward.
1: Uh, the Battle Royal, the Memorial Battle Royal has also been announced. I'm not sure who's in that. Maybe Turtle? That is a specialty. Right? So, uh, also has been mentioned, uh, but not officially signed, uh, the, As far as I know. I don't know if I'm supposed to mention this. I don't care whatever. I'm going to do it anyways. Because I am who I am. Uh, We should be crowning the first ever high voltage champion at WrestleTopia. Um, I'm not quite sure who's in that match. There's discussions that have to be made with higher ups on the final decision of who's in that. Because uh, certain wrestlers who don't show up that I get blamed for, you know alter right. things, so I don't know who's going to be in it, but uh, also the POW championship, I believe, is on the line. Max Holiday taking on a POW wrestler as well. I think his name like Tyler something.
2: Tyler, Tyler Sullivan?
1: Oh, uh,
2: see. I got it right. There it is.
1: Tyler Sullivan,
2: yeah. Mm, that would be interesting.
1: So POW champion, Max Holiday taking on challenger Tyler Sullivan, Got Hunter Payne taking on Jimmy Blaze, and then you got the Call Your Shot ladder match with KOA, Miles Mercer. Almost forgot Miles. That's right, Miles. Aaron Xavier, Kazayo, JPH, and Chris Ward. uh, As well as we got obviously the Battle Royal, the Nick Huffman Memorial Battle Royal is going to be happening that night as well. More matches are going to be announced and made as we go forward. Uh, we still got another week before that. So we're going to recap obviously next week, uh, on the next episode. And I still haven't heard from Jimmy Blaze. So who knows if he'll be on here or not. You know, speaking of Jimmy Blaze. So it was just announced
2: that at Powell's next event, mm-hmm. which is, um, in what's the next month, October, yeah. uh, it's going to be, uh, Jimmy Blaze and, oh. See, this is why I probably shouldn't have said fuck pow at the time. Should have waited. Um.
1: That's what happens
2: when you write fuck pow on a piece of paper instead of notes. <laughs> What's funny is I didn't write it down that. I didn't even write anything of pow down. I just did it off of memory. <laughs> I did it from the heart, because it's what I do. Um, It's going to be... Now, this is... I think Jimmy Blaze is jumping the gun here. Yeah. Because it's going to be Revolution, which is Jimmy Blaze and Eric Freedom, you know, the guy he got from the nursing home. Yeah. Against... Johnny B. Old. Yeah. (laughs) They'll be facing Hunter Payne and Marco Anthony. This... October 1st September 17th hasn't even happened yet yeah one of these two Jimmy Blaze and Hunter Payne will not make this match because they will one of them will be in a body bag so Jimmy Blaze here
1: is just fucked up by jumping the gun yeah there's 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 an arrogance to Jimmy there's no doubt Paul's Powell, whole Paul's whole company has an arrogance to them you know that they think they're untouchable Right, um, but we do we do know that the host shows basically a SCW versus Pow. I know Scott Spade's going to be in the building. Uh, obviously, VJ Price, El Dorado, Amazon. I don't know who Pow is bringing down. Uh, obviously, that is a Terry Allen kind of. You know, he he makes the show, so I'm not really. I'm not really involved in the bookings of that stuff so I don't know. I I'm not even involved in the booking of my high voltage champion fucking match. It
2: this was a, it was announced that referee De, uh Brian Allen will be there and apparently he's booked to referee the show. And oh, no shit. that that motherfucker has the balls to tell me that I have an obsession with pizza. <laughs> <laughs> when that motherfucker knocked pizza out of my hand at a Windy City Thunderbolts game, <laughs> I have an obsession with pizza. Yes, why know why? Because pizza is life. So pizza fuck is you. life.
3: Pizza
1: fuck is
2: life. Fuck you, Brian Allen. You piece of shit.
1: Yeah, fuck you, Brian Allen. I don't know who
2: you are, but fuck you. He's that pal referee that. Thinks he's better than me. Now, fuck you, you nobody. Who who claimed that didn't see a foot on a rope at Steam Hollow, but clearly looked at it, but still what didn't a see jag it.
1: off. Anyway, you're looking at Chabans Civic Center on Saturday, September seventeenth, one eighty West First South Street, Shabans, Illinois, six thirty PM door, seven PM Bell time. As I mentioned, more matches are gonna become available throughout the week. We'll run, we'll run through them on next week's show and everything. So you guys have an idea of what's coming along with what's already booked. Um, I think I got a meeting this week with SCW. I really don't know. Uh, this week has been kooky because of the holiday. So we'll see. I think I'd do this freaking show this week. So that may probably take precedence over a meeting. But it's not like carry notices of them there or not anyways.
2: Uh, I think it should be noted that all front row seats are
1: sold out. They are. I don't even know if I got, them. I don't know if anyone saved me a fucking ticket. I told them I want a front row seat. I bet they fucking sold it on me. Asks. You know what? We're going to
2: give you a seat next to Steve and commentary. How about nah, that? I'm
1: good. I'm good.
2: Okay. You can just, uh, you know, wait, you should be there in the back or something. Cause if the high voltage title is on the
1: line, you should be there.
3: I assume
1: stuff. I assume that I would have had the opportunity to present the title to the first champion. See, I agree, that and I think the right
2: thing.
1: And no one's come and talked to me about it. Yet. No one said, "Hey, Travis, uh, we're gonna we're gonna have you, you know, present the cha- the championship to the first champion." No one brought that to my. No, no one came up to me. I, I I'm gonna assume that this is Terry's way of punishing me for the things I have been saying. Because he, he can't fire me. As far as I know, he can't fire me. Um, but I guess he could take things like this away from me. Which, hey, you know what? If I end up just being another guy in the crowd, so be it. I will, I I know my place when it comes to SCW. I know it's not at the top of the fucking tree, but at least I'm in the fucking branches. Somewhere in there. There's a little nest. A little mm-hmm. hole. yeah, a little hole in the trunk that I burrow into and shit. But, I don't, I'm not, I wouldn't say no. If they said, hey, Trash, you want to present the title? I wouldn't say no.
2: I personally think you should be the special guest referee.
1: Oh, fuck no. God, I'd be too tired. I'd just take a nap. Oh, I'd be exhausted. I'd sweat my balls off getting into the ring. Oh, hell (laughs) no. But make sure you guys check out Russell Topia, like I said, it is next Saturday, Chevans Civic Center. We'll keep uh, more information available. As Nubby said, front row seats are sold out, but other tickets are available for fifteen dollars. Uh, Pace Centers, Fit Body U, I believe. Uh, I think Fitness Premier. They also have tickets uh, as well as at the door. So
2: you could also hit me up or JFW uh, Podcast on Facebook, and um, I'll find oh, a way you to get them. To you selling tickets?
1: You selling fucking tickets?
2: I'm trying to. Good for you. I don't do that shit no more. I, I'm trying I'm trying to meet the fans before the what, show. Would it be a guy? Yeah, I don't. I don't
1: do that shit no more. I don't pedal tickets no more. I'm past that.
2: I I I kind of want to just help the fans out.
1: That's awesome. <laughs> I, I I see. I see on the messenger. and I was like, oh, you know, I sold this. I sold that. I was like, yeah, yeah. I don't do that no more. Travis, Travis, don't do that shit no more. I'm <laughs> I'm good. Fucking god, I hated that so much. But that was, but that was the business, man. You want to do training? Flyer and tickets, bro. But one thing I won't do is save
2: seats for anybody. I did that for like a year. Not, well, barely a year. And that was the most fucking painful thing I had to do. That to do it every fucking time.
1: And I got really sick of it after a while. No, no. If you guys are looking for tickets, get a hold of us on Facebook at Just Freakin' Wrestling. Nubby has tickets for you. Be responsible for your own seat. There are chairs available. You just got to find one yourself. But uh, Nubby has tickets for you. So reach out to us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Just Freakin' Wrestling. Email us at wrestling at yahoo.com. Uh, if you want to be on the show, if you're a wrestler and want to come on the show and talk, feel free to do so. Like I said, we're doing a lot more interviews. And I love to talk about uh, some of the old-timers. Um, as well as what we're doing right now, talking about indie wrestling and a little bit of television stuff. Uh Steve couldn't make it tonight. That's okay. We'll catch him next time in Dali. Hopefully we'll be back next week as well. But you still got me and Nubby, so that's a good thing. That's right. Um Nubby, that's all I got, man.
2: I think we can ring the bell on this episode.
1: Perfect. As always, I am Travesty.
2: And I am the amazing turtle, Kawabonga, and good night.
1: And episode of Just Figure Out Things, the JFW podcast.